welcome to episode 43 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colotti at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, John George at the Esports Plug. How's it going, everybody? The birthday boy. <laughs> it is my birthday today. I'm uh, 17. <laughs> It's a, a spry 17. <laughs> uh, we have Chris Chung at Prime LOL. Hello, hello, guys. Uh, congratulations, John. Uh, Thank winning. you. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, sports plug challenge. I was going to say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna touch on that in just a second. Uh, Calvin's not going to be able to join us. He'll be back with us next week. Uh, so tonight we have the first, I guess, our new full slate. For the time being, until the LPL kicks back up, yep, until we get uh, the LCK started this week or this morning. So we have a full weekend slate of games. But before we dive into all that, we had the uh, the final result of the first plug challenge. I don't know if you guys yes. want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, I mean it was it was a, a really close battle. It started off like Prime just was crushing me at the beginning. I uh, got a three or four uh, matchup lead before you know I even got even started. But the thing that stood out to me, and I'll let Prime talk about his experiences in a minute, but the thing that stuck out to me was how often we were playing the same teams. Um, I really thought there'd be a lot of mixture in, in how we were looking at the slates. But up until the LEC and LCS, where it's a lot rarer, we were on the same teams for the vast majority of slates. It just came down to whose combination of players worked better. So it was a, it was a hard-fought victory. What, do you, what did you think about it, Prime? Yeah, I think it's the same idea. Uh, there are times where I thought that I'm just going to go a little bit different than my usual, but we still ended up being on the same team. And it was fun. It, it's good to confirm that uh, the process is there. It's the execution that remains to be seen. And, you know, your no lead is ever safe with you, John. I feel like you have, like, your own, like, 35-minute power spike or something. <laughs> the splice of DFS, Taylor. right? There we go. It's too funny because uh, I was thinking, like, if you're both zigging whenever you're like tr- attempting to zag when everyone's zigging at the same time, it's like the weirdest. Stuff. You're like actually following it the whole way through. That's pretty cool. And I do have um, another challenger uh, for the DraftKings portion of the challenge, and I did issue a second challenge today um, on a different app. I kind of like uh, Thrive Fantasy has been doing like a it's like prop DFS, and I had a lot of fun on that this weekend. So. I decided if anybody wants to challenge me on there, I'd take on a second one uh, on Thrive. So I'm going to gear it up for two of them, hopefully. Good, good stuff, good stuff. Um, I didn't really have anything else to touch on unless you guys wanted to do like a quick recap of last weekend, or we could probably just kind of touch on that as we go through these uh, for each of the regions that we've seen so far. Yeah, maybe just go region by region when we get yeah. there. So, I mean, uh, like. I guess we'll just open right up with it then. Uh, we'll do the LCK first because it's the first thing. We always do the LCK first, but it's also the first thing that comes up because it's Friday early in the morning for us on the East Coast. So uh, we'll open up with Friday. Keep in mind that there are um, matches Thursday morning, and they already happen Wednesday, but, you know, as always, we don't talk about those. So you got to make sure you're keeping up with that on your own. And, I mean, I release picks on the blog every week, gelatiellowell.blogspot.com. Um so you can always find, and all of us have our own, you know, picks and opinions on Twitter. If you want to ask us anytime uh, there for games that we don't talk about during the podcast, so yeah, absolutely hit us up. I love talking to people on Twitter. Yeah, talking shops the best. It's the best. So Friday morning we have Hamwa Life Esports 
plus 250 against T1, which is SK Telecom, at minus 350. The SKT minus 1.5 is at minus 110. Yeah. Uh, so we got CT1 this morning. Yep. And uh, they played a match against Damwon that was really bizarre. It was a really weird series. Uh, Damwon smashed game one. And look like they're completely smashing game two. And then SK Telecom just... I, there's no other way to explain it than they kind of just, like, fun plus a fight or G2 to fight. Where they just, like, had no business winning this. They were outscaled. They were out-team comped. And they just... And LS kept saying, like, they outdanced them or outmaneuvered them, which I think was a good way to put it. Like, they just outplayed the fight. Yeah. They had no business winning it. Faker just... Faker pulled... Death, victory from the from the the draws of defeat, you know, it was like one of those kind of things. Figure LeBlanc. So, um, so we got to see that they won game two, and then they uh, you know, went on to win game three as well. So, um, we got to see T one. Uh, Hanwha Life we have not yet seen, and they are not playing. This will be Hanwha Life's first game. So, thoughts on this one? Do we have to? Walk in under the assumption that the minus 1.5 for T1 is the play here. I mean, we haven't really gotten to see Hanwha Life yet, but you'd have like just looking at the rosters, you would think T1 would be a reasonable favorite. And we just saw them beat Damwon, which shows they're at least in a reasonable form early in the season. The number that that sticks out to me is the minus 1.5 at minus 110 for SKT or T1. So Hanwha. Han was kind of interesting because, like, we, we talked about this on the tier list show. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, John, but I, and I did, like, a write-up as well, like a written version. But the way the LCK is kind of breaking down this season is, to me, there's, like, legitimately seven contending teams. You could, you know, separate those. You could get more granular with it if you want to and, like, separate them by, like, half tiers or whatever. But I could legitimately see first through seventh actually winning like none of that would surprise me like would not surprise me at all if like even sandbox or even griffin win right that's why i had six and seven but there's a pretty clear cut between the top seven and the bottom three that said i also think the bottom three teams improved this year maybe not apk we don't we we just don't know enough yet but i actually think kt and hanwa who i had eight and nine are better and we saw this morning kt took a game um off Gen G this morning. How did you feel about that as far as uh, KT being impressive or Gen G being unimpressive given the talent that they have? So I th- I kind of saw it as so Gen G are I was the only one in the cast that didn't have Gen G number one. Gen G are the consensus odds on favorite. Yeah. But what's interesting about Gen G is that I I don't I still don't trust their coaching staff because it's the same coaching staff. They've added some people, but it's the same head coach. So. We've seen this staff, you know, for lack of better terms, like, ruin players before. Like, for – not always. Like, they have spikes and they play well, and this meta should be good for them, like, how they like to play. But we've seen this team for long extended periods of time, like, just completely take explosive players and dull them down. It's like taking a rock to a knife, you know, like they're just dulling a knife down. So, I, I was a little skeptical. I also think KT – are a much better team than they were last year. Like, KT, this lineup, like, Soan Bonokura aiming Tucson with Dragon X's coach from last season, like, that's probably, like, 
the best team in NA if you ran them out right now. Oh right? yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's giving them a ton of credit. <laughs> I, I know, but like, so how about like? I think that'd probably be the third best team in Europe, maybe second best team in Europe. That's a pretty good team. Yeah, like. I think they're a pretty good team. And I'm not saying this just to, like, buff up Korea or whatever, but I am saying it because one of the things we talked about was that there's a lot of parity in Korea this year. Like, I think KT, Hanwha are, like, a cut down, but I also think, like, you look at this lineup, like, this isn't a bad team. They're going to win matches. Yeah, no, all these teams, it seems like the talent spread out for the most part. Like, even the teams that are really good, like, even let's talk about Gen G, the odds-on favorites. Mm-hmm. They have Clid and BDD and Ruler, which is why everyone's saying, you know, yeah. odds-on favorites. But they also have Kellen or Life, and they have Rascal, who are not the best players. You know, not a, not elite yeah. players in their position. They're good, but they're not elite. And exactly. it, all the teams feel like that, is that they have some real shining points and then some solid but not elite talent as well. Yeah, yeah, make for a lot of like really good matchups where people can take advantage of certain positions or a certain. Yeah, I, I like it. It's gonna be fun. It's weird. We 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 kind of describe them as like there's no S plus team in Korea. Yeah. It's just seven S plus slash A minus level teams, like somewhere <laughs> between there. Because like there's a lot of teams that they have one question mark, mm-hmm. or like like Gen G even Gen G to me has has one question mark. It's the coaching staff. Yeah, right? Griffin. One question mark. It's coaching staff, and like I guess you could argue like Untara, right? But Untara is a good player, yeah. and like like all of these teams have like one question or like a question and a half, and yeah, like they, they don't, they don't, none of them have five stud players. They always they only have like four, like maxed out. <laughs> so the parity is going to be crazy. It's just going to be a matter of of how it plays out. Uh, in this situation, though, we've seen T one take down Damwon. Uh, I, I do like this Hanwha Life lineup quite a bit. It's Kuve Haru, uh, Lava and Tempt. I'm assuming you're going to do some flex nonsense or in and out. Like maybe we see Lava and Tempt, like top and mid. Uh, Zenit is a big question mark and Lahen. So to me, like I look at this matchup and, and I think Hanwha can take games, but I wouldn't. I don't think it's like likely, likely enough for these odds. Like you got to pay minus 125 for Hanwha to take a game here, and I'm not. I'm not about that. Even. Even on week one. So, yeah. yeah it feels we'll like getting near even money for SKT to win 2-0 might be too good for me to pass up even early in the season. Yeah, and they also, like, they look good. They just look really, really good. So, yeah. I mean, they, they got smashed in game one, but, like, a lot of times when you have good teams facing each other, like, they're not close games. They'll, it's a smash and then a smash and then a smash, and it'll end up being a close series. There's a good chess match going on, but, like, they blow plays out very, very well. Right, and we saw SKT just win from behind when they had no business winning against a much better team. So um, you have that angle too, like if they get behind in one of these games. So I, I like SKT minus one point five at minus one ten. Chris, you have any thoughts on this one, or just in general about the LCK so far? Yeah, I think uh, after our discussion after our pod. Oops, let me, it's too loud. Uh, after our pot, it was, uh, you got me hyped on the LCK, and that first game watching T1 play against Damwon was like, wow, this is a fiesta, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, coming back to the game so I don't get too lost, is that for T1, my you as you know, my biggest concern is my biggest um, issue was Roach, and he he played well. Yeah, he played um, really well today. He played really well for against Naguri. I mean, the game one, say for game one, they, they, he, he wasn't a weakness. So T1 is uh, one of the top teams. We have them there, but maybe I'm. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I, for this matchup specifically, I just think that they, um, 
a sweep or two when I win, they'll win. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's just interesting to me that like you have this dynamic where I I've been all about early season dogs, but I think there's enough of a gap here that it, it's going to be a two zero. I talked about that for one of tomorrow's matches too, with um, Sandbox and APK, where I just think like. It's enough of a gap. Like it wouldn't surprise me, but I think the odds are good enough that I'll 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 take the minus one ten here. Big difference too between when you're talking about like uh, you know betting underdogs early in the season. Big difference between best of three and best of one as well. Yeah, you're well, we talking at, about the minus one point five. So it, it, you got to kind of treat it sort of like a best of like two best of ones in that case. Yeah, I was just saying in general when you're talking about betting a lot of underdogs, I, even if you like betting a lot of underdogs, I would do it a lot less in China and Korea where the underdogs need to win two games if you're talking about betting Absolutely. their money lines. I also <clears> think, like, if you do like the dogs, like, you, the plus 1.5 is usually decent numbers, but if you really like it, game one is is a lot of the time the play. Like we saw this morning. Like, KT game one, I think, was, like, you know, plus 300 or something like that. So. Hmm. All right, so I think we're all on SKT to 2-0 there, so SKT minus 1.5. And uh, second match on Friday, we got Dragon X minus 500, uh, minus 1.5 is at minus 138. KT Rolster plus 333, plus 1.5 is at Um, I'm really high on Dragon X. I had Dragon X at number one, but again, like we just talked about with KT Rolster, like this team is respectable. Like they're good. That's a good roster with a good coaching staff. They kind of botched their draft early in game two today, so, like, I don't know if that's going to be a recurring issue or if just, like, this org is cursed or something. I don't want to judge it based on three games, but... I'll say, though, the the longer that I bet League, the the more I start paying attention to which teams don't draft well. Yeah. Because a lot of times talent makes so little difference if the team just keeps drafting garbage compositions. Yeah. There is a few teams in Also, in if Europe... everyone's good. Like if everyone yeah. like if this isn't like North America, right? Where, where like, there's a whole clump of just like mediocre at best teams. If but all honestly, the teams are stacked, then like you get punished so much harder for for bad drafting. Aside from a few like really stellar teams like G two, there's there's been a couple teams in the last few years in the LEC and the LCS who had a lot of talent and just consistently drafted terrible compositions that had no way to win. Like or like basically no way to win. Like maybe playing like two core and their two core champions are champions that deal very little like continuous like damage. And, like, yeah, it'll be like yeah, LeBlanc. Like there was one in, in the LCS last weekend. I think it was LeBlanc Senna, and nobody else on the comp dealt damage. And it's like LeBlanc Senna is going to have a, such a hard time winning a team fight at forty minutes. It can like, happen, but you have to like you're forced into a situation where you have to play it like a poke comp. Yeah, you have to play, and you have to. If you get into a fight, you have to play it almost perfectly. And yeah, you just pay attention to which sides of teams are doing this kinds of stuff because this is where you can get some real underdog value. If you see a good team that keeps drafting like that and dropping games, you can get some real value there. Well, there's also like bad teams that draft well. Like CLG have been the poster child for that for like you know the last year and a half, really. <laughs> yeah. So like they're a team that's just like they are pretty good. Fun- Origin Origin's like a good fundamental team that you know I mean they have more talent obviously, but. They're not as good as some of these elite teams, but they can take games off of them because they are smart about things. So, yep, and I think FlyQuest is, has been another good example. Yeah. Yeah. They're a team that had way less talent than a lot of people, and the only reason they were ever getting wins is that they were out drafting and out team playing people. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. So, in in this spot, so I, I'm really high on Dragon X. We all had Dragon X in our top three. Yep, I would have as well. Um, 
I just really love this lineup, and they look really confident and everything. But I, I have a lot of respect for KT. I think the pick is still the minus one point five. Like it feel it always feels weird doing that on week one, like in week one, like in their first match. But like you got to remember too, like Dragon X now have a match worth of film on KT if they know their tendencies. Like maybe you can trust KT to adjust. Good coaching staff, one weird draft that maybe they learn from that. But I, I think this is a good enough number for Dragon X that we're not going to see. This is kind of one of those situations where you're not going to see this number again the rest of the season, probably the rest of the year. But that doesn't mean you have to take it. I think yeah. I'm going to anyway. I'll probably be light on this. I think this is a this one's going to be a pass for me. I can if I was going to bet it, it would definitely be the Dragon X minus one point five. But I, I think yeah. it's going to end up being a pass for me. I mean, we'll see. Maybe we get maybe we get a better number if people see that KT took a game. There's a good chance this this changes. Any any uh any preference on this one, Chris? Ah, uh, Dragon X sweep. Dragon X, oh, damn. Okay, it just snapped it off. Right. Boom. All right. The Calvin take Dragon X sweep. <laughs> yeah. On to the next one. Saturday, uh, APK Prince. This will be their second game. They are plus 700. Whew. It's Damwon minus 1600. The Damwon minus 1. 1.5. You got to lay 275 for it. We're going to see APK Prince uh, tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow morning for us, it'll be like this morning for the podcast viewers probably or listeners probably. So uh, Damwon absolutely smashed SKT or T1 in their first game. Uh, but, but we don't know. So like, if you think if there's like some kind of weird chance that you think Prince win this morning, you want to get this now. But I, I don't know. You probably just stay away from this. There's too much juice on both sides. Right? Yeah, it's unless you think that APK Prince is is money line is worth a bet. I don't see how you could bet anything else really. Yeah, I just I mean the plus one point five. You get two to two plus two hundred on the one point five is. Not bad to take a yeah. game. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably just gonna stay away from this one, unless unless APK Prince come out and impress me. In which case, this odd the odds are probably gonna drop to a point where like I'm not that interested anymore. You can usually still get those odds. Like if they come out and win game one and they look good, you could probably still get this 700 and just fire it off like during the game or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. So I guess keep an eye out for that. Any hope for APK Prince, uh, Chris? Nope. nope. I think we addressed it well. They got some solid veterans that you mentioned, none of which I am familiar with. But you're talking about the bottom of the tier. Uh, they they got a lot of climbing to do to yeah. get well to get them even familiar with the big stage. Yeah, and John, just to like recap, like quickly, like we so we we talked a lot about APK Prince and how. I don't necessarily think this is... Well, first of all, it's not the same team that came up through Challenger. It's like a new roster, basically. Yeah. Some of the same players, but it's like basically new. And they're not... Some of these guys are experienced. Like, they've played in the LCK before, Secret. Uh, or, like, they played professionally before, Secret, Mia. Ixu's been around forever. So, like, these are not all new guys. And a lot of them have been serviceable or good in their career. I've liked Secret from what I've seen from them. So... Yeah, like they have some players, but we said that about Jinair last season too. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking about it more. I was like, th- this is the team that I think they are definitely the te- they're definitely going to be the worst team, almost definitely. But it wouldn't surprise me if they're like a decent bad team, like a decent tenth place team, like they're comp- competitive. Jinair wasn't competitive. 
Like that's this team, I could see games. this team having the same record as Jin Air, but they're way more competitive than Jin Air was. Yeah, that's one of those tough things because, like, I want to agree with you, but I definitely like every single season have been like, this is the season when Jin Air is not going to go oh thirty or whatever. <laughs> like, this is the season when they're going to win like ten games. They're still not going to be great, but they're going to win ten games. And then that's always like, will they win a match? Like, it's coming up to the end of the season. Yeah. Like, well, also, like, good. maybe I'm not factoring in that the region, like, there's. It's a deeper region now. Like, there's legit, like, all, like two or three more, like, good teams, not just mediocre teams. And I do think the Korean style plays to that. You know, we always talked about the stylistic, like, you know, the SKT teams versus the IG teams. And the SKT teams tend not to lose to teams that are worse than them. And I think Korean players, in the Korean teams in general, are those kinds of teams that tend to do very well when they're punching down. So, because they don't make they don't make fundamental mistakes trying to style on people like that. That's the biggest part. Like, yeah, I'm not like I don't I don't want to accuse like all of the LPL, but like a lot of the LPL teams, it's a longer season. Maybe they just take games off because they can. A yeah. lot of time they can win anyway, so they don't really care. But the LCK traditionally, the top teams have just smashed the bottom teams and hasn't really been close a lot of the time. So, I don't, I'm probably avoiding this one. Yeah, I think I will as well. Uh, next up, we have Gen G minus three thirty four. The minus one point five is at plus one hundred against Griffin plus two forty. So uh, we saw Gen G this morning drop the first game to KT Rolster. KT Rolster kind of—I don't want to say gave them the winning game too, but really set the draft up in a bad way that they basically got a big advantage from it. And then were clinical in game three. They looked really, really good in game three. So um, I don't want to say clinical. I shouldn't say that because they had some. They, they could have closed that game a lot faster. I was talking about it on Twitter. But I Gen think they G, got the perfect gaming. But. Yeah, I think they're going to round into form. Griffin, we're going to see tomorrow. Uh, they play against Afrika tomorrow. So we'll have uh, another sample size there. This is an interesting spot because I, I, I'm i skeptical. I, I'm waiting for Griffin to prove it to me. Like, cause the, the, the questions I have about Griffin aren't with the talent. It's about the coaching staff. Because they have Jin Air's former coach, Ace Dragon. Mm. So, we saw Ace Dragon for an entire calendar year struggle. Th- that Jin Air team had players on it. Like, not not world-class yeah. players, but, like, good enough players yeah, they that they shouldn't right. have been as bad. Like, can we all agree that that Jin Air team should not have been as bad on paper as they were? Correct. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And how many games did that team have leads and they just had no idea what to do with them and punted? There was a lot of them. There was a lot. What's name was the first Blood King last year? <laughs> like, yeah. So that that's even at first blood in like more than half their games and just never did anything with it. It's like they had no idea what to do with any kind of. And that's not just first blood. It doesn't always mean a lead, but like they had actual leads. Like they were winning lanes and everything. They just never knew what to do with it. So I'm skeptical. Like Griffin, to me, you look at this roster. They have so much talent on this roster. It's ridiculous. But I, th- to me, they're just in prove it mode for me like I actually think this team's going to end up being like one of these A tier teams if the talent's just good enough but maybe because the region's so stacked it's not going to be enough to have just talent so they're, they're kind of in prove it mode for me I'm, I'm fading them tomorrow morning I'm on a freak of 2-0 tomorrow there's a chance Griffin um, there's a chance Griffin uh, I don't know do, do, do we think Griffin has a shot at winning this game here because like if if they take to, if they take games tomorrow, you're not going to be able to get as good odds on this. It's the same kind of thing. You have to bet this during the match tomorrow. I'm kind of with you on Griffin. Uh, I'm I I don't have actually that much faith in this Griffin lineup. 
especially compared to Genji, who I think is rightfully the favorite this split. And so I, th- I think Griffin's going to have to show me something before I'm willing to bet it. And if they do show something, I'm not going to be able to get these odds. So probably just another match I'm not going to end up betting. Chris, thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, I don't depart too much from what you're all saying. I think Griffin could... It, it, it comes down to whether Griffin can impose their will or Genji gets to play their game, which is another slow... This is the word you talked about on Monday, about <laughs> their style with this type of talent. Genji could have a better upside, I think, but I just, I'm just not happy about the way they still try to play that, play that old style. But in all, um, from top to bottom, we're looking at talent, coaching. It's both favored in Genji's direction. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just skeptical because like I don't entirely trust Gen G's coaching staff either, which is so like to me that's the angle, right? Like this is two coach this is the two coaching staffs I don't trust. APK, yeah. we don't have enough sample, I don't know. But I look at the coaching staffs in the LCK, this is these are the two that that are the biggest question marks to me. Gen G's got more talent, but like that that alone might be enough for me to fire on this, but I don't know. I'm I'm probably just gonna avoid it. I think the line's in a pretty good spot. Like it's a good, it's a tease, right? Like this line looks like it, you could justify either, either, yeah, the, I, either of the spreads. I think you could justify. Yeah, I think especially the Gen G minus one point five. I think is at my uh, plus one hundred as pretty decent deal. But I think I, I think you just pass on it. Yeah, probably. So, all right, Sunday we have Sandbox plus one thirty seven, uh, plus one point five at minus two twenty five. Dragon X minus one eighty eight, minus one point five at plus one sixty two. Uh, much closer. A lot of respect being paid to Sandbox here. Uh, probably based on last... This this line looks to me like they priced like these two teams from last year. Right? Yeah, that makes some sense. Like, summer last year, this is what the price would have been, even though Dragon X had kind of a shaky summer. You kind of got to like the, the Dragon X minus 1.5 there is... Yeah. At positive odds, I mean... The th- so, my only... My only question mark with this and um, sandbox also play tomorrow morning so uh sandbox play the thing is sandbox play against apk so i don't know what we're going to be able to take from that but sandbox brought back more or less they, they could start four of their previous five they have the top trio still intact and they have the same coaching staff plus some so a lot of continuity there and sandbox were a pretty good team like until they got figured out a little bit so maybe it's the same kind of thing because in spring, you remember in spring they were like number one for like most of the season last year. Sandbox felt to me like a team that uh, was not at the elite level that some of the other teams were, but was always a team with a chance, like yeah. they, like with a, with a solid shot. Like they were never a walkover for anybody. So I, I never felt like they had a chance of being like LCK champions, but they they always were you know live in a match. I'm t- I'm going to try to take a look at like the double two zero here. Because I think that's like a pos- that's like an angle to take on this one. Yeah, that would make some sense. So to me. we have uh, the sandbox two zero would be plus three thirty three, give or take. So, so you'd be making point six units if Dragon X wins, and two point three units if Sandbox wins two yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah, that 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 seems like a reasonable spot to take yeah. for these. I, I I don't hate that angle. I mean. This is another one where it's like, see how they look tomorrow. I, I, you can't judge Sandbox based on APK, though. Like, unless yeah. they lo- if they lose to APK, all of a sudden, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a different story, but... Um, yeah, probably a pass. Chris, like, any thoughts on... I don't know, I, I kind of like Sandbox a little bit. 
I think in this early season, uh, early part of the season, and kind of what we already seen this morning, they're gonna experiment with a couple of those uh, substitutions. And Sandbox has a couple, right? Like Leo and Fate. And yeah. So Sandbox, Sandbox have Joker and Gorilla. Two set, they have two bot lanes, basically. I don't know if they're gonna march them out as two separate entities or if they're just gonna mix and match. And they also have Fate as a sub mid laner, but I, I can't imagine they're not gonna start. Summit on Fleek and Dove, yeah, not to open the season, so. and not against like a you know a team like Dragon X. Maybe they'll do that against APK tomorrow. But like Summit on Fleek and Dove were so good last season, yeah. right? So, right. Uh, yeah. Mm, I think I think the value is nice. I'll take Dragon X. Okay, two zero on Dragon X or just Uh no, two one my line. Money line, money line's good. That's decent. I don't. Know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm like leaning sandbox for that, but I'm gonna have to wait until closer to game time. I guess I'll probably revisit that. This Honestly, weekend. can't blame you. But yeah. uh, will things change after we see some Dragon X games? I know the sandbox games probably doesn't matter because everyone expect them to like stomp APK. You might yeah. get a better line on Dragon X if they come out and stomp APK, which you would expect to happen. You might get a better line on Dragon X. Oh, you mean uh, on on Sandbox? Yeah, like if no, if Sandbox. Oh, you might get a better line on Dragon X if Sandbox yeah. stomp APK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so well, you, you may wait if you want to bet Dragon X. We'll see. There's a chance that line just doesn't move at all, though, because APK is being rated basically as Gen Air. Mm-hmm. So they were like plus ten thousand. So I guess that's <laughs> yeah. better than Gen Air, who were like twenty five thousand before the season started. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, that's that's actually a really interesting matchup because it's going to be like continuity versus new, but like Dragon X have already looked like they've been playing together for a year, so yeah, they look very good. I think we're we're all pretty high on Dragon X, right? Yeah, them and Gen G was my interchangeable one too. Oh, so you uh, you would have broke you would have broken up the thing. We all had Damwon number two, so you had you would have did you would have did like I guess like Gen G Dragon X and then probably Damwon, right? I had I had Damwon right up there with them. Yeah, oh, cool. So yeah. That would that would have been different. So I I had I had Dragon X one. I you know I've talked to you about this already. I'm like real hype on this team. I think they're good. I think CB Max is brilliant despite all the other drama. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that's maybe the most interesting game of the weekend. And then like Gen G Griffin is kind of interesting too. So uh, next up we have last game of the weekend is uh, Afrika minus two fifty, Hamwa Life minus one or plus one seventy five. Afrika minus 1.5 is at plus 125. Give me the Afrika spread all day. Yeah, I like the Afrika spread a lot day. there. Afrika. Like, all day long. Like, I, I have respect for Hanwha. I do, because I think that Hanwha are just like KT. I have Hanwha and KT, like, right next to each other. In that, you look at this lineup, and they're it's good. I think Hanwha have the bigger question mark in Zenit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And against Mystic. He's like the, I think, I think, Zen is probably the biggest liability of any single player in this game or in this match. Yeah. I also see Kuve against Keen. <laughs> yeah. Kuve, we all know Kuve is only good in the month of August. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if we know Kuve is only like elite in the month of August, then <laughs> then he can't play against Keen. Then in he's February. just gonna get smashed by Keen in in February. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, barring any crazy stuff that happens tomorrow morning, I'm gonna be all over a freak of minus one point five here. I think that I think this it isn't mispriced, but I think 
by next week, like this, this would have been like you know four hundred or something minus four hundred, and you'd be paying, you'd be laying juice to get the two zero. Were you unanimous on that? We all on a free yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, no question. On the same side for everything this week. Yeah, yeah. We we all no, no, no. Right? I think no. We have the difference between the Dragon X and what's that game? Sandbox game. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning sandbox, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I might change my mind on that. If Dragon X come out looking like they didn't catch the cup, then I'm going to be like, nah. nah <laughs> so um, that's the LCK for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You guys want to do Europe or NA next? In terms of consistency and playability and less complaining, let's zoom by LEC. <laughs> okay, we'll do the LEC. Um, obviously, going back to best of ones, and we're two weeks in now. Uh, any general takeaways for the LCK or LEC so far? Um, I think that this is going to be one of the more fun seasons of LEC that we've ever had. Uh, I think they got a lot of really cool teams in here, a lot of variability, a lot of teams that have kind of a high ceiling and low floor, where we could see a lot of different like weird matchups go weird ways. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really fun season. I'll say I'm a little worried for our guys over at Schalke. Uh, forgiven with the subtweet the other day for anybody that missed that. He was uh, talking about Sven and NA, but he was kind of like, yeah, of course, if you're an elite player, you look good when you're on a good team and you look like you're washed up when you're on a shit team. I, saw, <laughs> a bit of a- I, did, I did see that. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you could cue the X-Files theme music or whatever, but, like, I don't think tinfoil hat theories aside that that was a, a commentary on his team. I hope not, because so, that's right. really bad, considering Abadage and Odawamne have been the best players on that team so far. He's been the worst him. player. Yeah, he's been among the worst players. I think Gilius has not been great either. So but... here, here's, my, here's my thing with Schalke, right? I think it's reasonable to say that, like, in three of their four games so far, that like, they weren't a bad team they just happened to lose. Yeah, like they made think... one like in two of the games, like their first two games, they made like one critical error. Uh, the first and the third, they made like one critical error and lost the game off of it. Yeah, they For... haven't been getting stopped. They've yeah, been like competitive in all their games, pretty much. So, to me, I always treat the the Western regions like best of one regions, like football, like the NFL, where it's a very small sample size, and you. You don't ignore what you've seen, but you have to kind of be a little bit agnostic to the results, at least on on, on some level. Yeah. Like, there are people that think you need to be more results-oriented about it, and there's a, I'm more of the opposite end of the spectrum, where I think you make the read, you watch the film, you see what they're doing well, and you say, okay, this team is you know checking this many boxes and not checking these boxes, and you weigh that against each other. Because best of one is just super high variance, period. Yeah. Like, we've seen this before. TSM, everyone's everyone's ready to doom TSM after the first week. I was right? all in on TSM the second week. I oh, yeah, me in. too. It was great. Was like, These guys are going to be just fine. Everyone yeah. just kept talking about how terrible it was. And, like, I think it's not quite the same because, I mean, there was the whole, like, thing where they're sick or whatever. But to me, Shulka haven't looked bad. They've just happened to lose their games. Like, this isn't, like, a, an 8th, ninth, 10th place team. If like, you... in terms of quality. So... Yeah. If you had to pick a fraud, both of you, who is a fraud? Whether they're a losing Oof. team right now, a winning team, who is who is either, you know, who's has the most fraud? Who's the fraudulent play? award in the LEC? Yeah, whether it's a positive fraudulent or a bad or a negative fraudulent, who's the most fraudulent team? 
I'll have to think about this. I think Shulka! I think Shulka's like fraudulent in the opposite direction. Yeah. Where like they're not an 04 team. Yeah. Like they're way better than SK and Vitality and probably Misfits too. I kind of think Misfits is pretty fraudulent too. I Misfits is like among my most fraudulent teams. Them coming out and getting two wins last weekend was like the most fraudulent thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll say I'll say I'll say this. There's a a a buddy of mine follower on Twitter, League League Caches, I think. He was on the. He literally did the fade misfits parlay last weekend for his oh, picks, no. and I was like, I was like, you know what? I dig that. I'm about that. Nope. <laughs> it's like snapped up. I'll say this, right? You can dislike him all you want, but Fabivan's been good. Yeah, he's been. He's good. been hard carrying this team because no, no, I'll, I'll give him credit. Cause yeah, I, I have been shitting on the guy for a while, and I do think that he deserved it. But he's played well this season. He's been, been carrying this team. Like yeah, I think I he's been the reason he's I think he's been the reason they won both their games and the one of the not the Dan Dan loss that they were going to lose that game regardless but in the other uh, match they played in week one they definitely like he popped off in a loss he popped off in a loss yeah I was like okay so Fabian still got it and the, he's done like a couple of the interviews now like and he's talked a lot about like taking on a leadership role and trying to lead these young players and everything and he's like. It, it kind of lo- I don't want to say he's reinvented himself based on four games, but he looks good. He looks sharp, and the and I think the meta like the mid lane champion pool is good for him right now. Yeah, but I I also kind of think that as soon as teams just stop giving him LeBlanc, he's he's going to be a little more toothless. Yeah, he he really might struggle when they start taking him off a couple because that's been that's been what he's making all the plays on. So yeah, I I think in favor of is Shalka against is is misfits and maybe Mad Lions too a little bit. That's where I was going to go. Mad Lions, to me, is not that good of a team. Uh, they're maybe mediocre. Maybe they'll sneak in playoffs. I just don't think they... Yeah. Uh, that's that's probably the team that I'll go with when I say fraudulent. Yeah, Mad, Mad Lions are tough, though, because you, you kind of feel like the upside's there, so you don't want to call them frauds yet. It's just right now, I don't think they're yeah. very good, and they happen to have won a couple. The big question for me with Mad Lions is, was Humanoid getting hard carried by the rest of Splice last season or what? Uh, he looked very good man. last season, and he has looked really bad this season. I do think he's kind of suffering from Jiz- uh, not Jizuke Syndrome. Um, who is it? I'm trying to think of an example. Anyway, I'll, I'll, it'll come up. He's overplaying a lot. Yeah. Like, he, feels like he, he feels like he doesn't trust his teammates, and he's, he's trying to carry. Yeah. Whereas Fabivan is doing it and getting away with it. Yeah. He's not. So it's making him look worse than I think he is. He hasn't been a bad performer. He's just overplayed a lot. He had a, a lot of isolated deaths on Splice, too. And my question that I was really just thinking to myself was, did we just not realize that he was playing bad because the rest of the team was getting leads, like Kabe and the bot lane getting leads? That he could and, afford to try to break a yeah, match that, up and end a game that way? Because I know we've all had games, you know, like I mean, solo queue's not like the pros, but, you know, we've all had games where we started out 0-2, but our team was winning, so then they came down to our lane and helped us out, and then suddenly we end the game 5-2 and two or whatever. But if our team was all 0-2, we probably would have ended the game 0-8. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just got stopped. Or you it's end like, up just, yeah. like, toning it back a little bit because you're like, oh, yeah, they're, they got it. Uh, it's whatever. They got it. Like, yeah. it's like the opposite for him where I think, like, it looks like things go south for them, and then he's like, I have to make a play right now, which isn't a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing. Like, if the other team – and it looks like other teams have done their scouting. I don't know if you guys have thought this too, but, like, if you watch their games, 
the other team knows, like, as soon as anything goes bad, jungle attention goes right to the mid lane. Like, every single time, because they know he's going to try to break the game open or do something. It's kind of like the like uh, like Huni did this. Jazuke did this, but he's just really good, so he was able to get away with it more frequently. But against Vitality, one of the things Vitality struggled with was things would start going south, usually in the bottom lane or, like, in a roam from the support. Thanks, Jack Troll. Um, <laughs> usually something would start going bad, and then all of a sudden, Jazuke would have to make a play because it's the smart thing to do a lot of the time. Like, if you see a game and you evaluate a game state and you're like, okay, this isn't going well, um, the percentages aren't going to get better for us. I, I need to, like, take the 40% shot instead of wait until it gets to 20, right? Yeah. Jizuke is really good at that. I think Humanoid might be doing that, but I also think he's panicking a little bit and is overestimating how far down he actually is. Like, yeah, I think that, that that was what stuck out to me, was that it felt like he thought they were 10,000 gold behind when in reality they're 500 gold behind. Yeah, like, exactly. The game's in a fine state he, where they could easily win. He feels nervous, and maybe that's something yeah. that can get coached up. Like, maybe he can watch these games and be like, I gotta just chill. Mm-hmm. And maybe they settle down. But to me, Mad Lions are going to grow into a pretty good team. Like, I'm confident they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, I said they're a summer or next spring team. Yeah. Like, they're going to be a force, Same like, page. next spring, basically. But, yeah, just an interesting side thought there because I was interested in how well, they were progressing. Speaking of excellent transitional material, because I'm so, so exactly. good at that. Uh, speaking of Mad Lions, <laughs> we have Mad Lions against SK Gaming. Mad Lions minus 250, SK plus 175. I'll be here all week, folks. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> um, is this a – look – I don't. I know SK aren't that good, but give, give me the underdog here. It's best of one. Mad Lions, I think, are a little bit fraudulent, as we just talked about. I don't think they're bad. I don't think SK a is. I don't think SK is good either. But like these odds are way out of whack, right? The biggest problem for me with these odds is that Mad is minus two fifty. If Mad was minus one seventy five and SK was plus one seventy five, I would feel a little bit better about those odds. I mean, I know they're going to juice it, but. Mad Lions feels like they should be like a minus one fifty or so favorite to me. Minus two fifty feels too far. Yeah, I'd agree. Like between minus like one fifty, one seventy five, one eighty range, something like that. I'm gonna check another spot because these are all again from the same book. I'm gonna check one more spot real fast just to see what it is elsewhere. Fire that up. Chris, you wanna you wanna tag in on this one while I'm looking this up? Yeah, this one is. I just can't have a hard time reading SK. At times, they look like the team that can't is has a game plan, but most of the times, I think we expect them to be at a bottom team. I can't remember where I had them, but I was at first I was one of the ones that were like, "Yeah, they're probably not the bottom team," and then they have one of those games where like, "Yeah, they're definitely the bottom team." Um, but yeah, if the best of one, I think anything could happen, uh, and if you can read. That the issue is humanoid trying to press. I'm sure other teams are starting to pick up on that. Um, I have to think who's SK's coach right now. I'll have to look that SK's up. SK's coach is. Survey says. Broken shard? I should know this. No, don't off the top of my head. It looks uh, like it is. Head coach is unlimited. Unlimited? Yeah. Former player. Uh, ah. Copenhagen Wolves, maybe? I think you. I, I think it's so. CW and maybe like H2K. Mm. Let's just side. I love brief asides, man. They're my favorite thing ever. Copenhagen Wolves. That's a yeah. good pull, John. That's a good pull. I remembered him on the Wolves. Uh, and then CLG Black. He came to NA and played for a little bit. 
Nice. And then he was with SK, then G2, then Academy, basically, for the rest. Was, oh, the, the famous Mysterious Monkeys. You guys remember them? I do. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. And I got to say, if you're, a, if you're a casual fan and uh, you weren't around back in those days, go look at the very funny story, in my opinion, of the Copenhagen Wolves. Because this is a team that had almost no success. Forgiven but team. you will recognize basically all of the players on their team. Was like it? It, was, this, it was a team that had no success, but Bjergsen was on that Bjergsen, team. Forgiven. Fischio was on that team. Fischio, Freeze. <laughs> yeah, it's Unlimited. like all kinds, Unlimited was good for a while. Yeah, like the players on that team all ended up being somebody to some degree or another, despite the fact that the team when they were playing were really never very good. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. Yeah, so uh, we have. Uh... Give me SK. I looked at I looked at two other books, and it's like two sixty for Mad Lions. Mad Lions still getting the price pricing, dude. Pricing, dude. And they don't play the splice style either. They don't. It's not the same team. Oh no, no, no. So uh, give me SK here. Yeah, I, I think I I like SK, but I actually don't think I'm gonna bet. I think SK is gonna lose. That's fair. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on it, even though I think it's a good bet. Looking to kill spread markets too, is that could be a reasonable spot here with a favorite this big. Nice. You can definitely see this being like a sixteen to ten kind of you know affair where it's kind of back and forth. I'll um, jump on with you, Gelati. I'll go SK. Um for DFS purpose I'm still a little torn, but we'll 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 have other options. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting one. I just think it's just a wrong price. Like I I agree with John, like I want to get more on it, but just the wrong price. Shalka and Misfits. Expectedly, even money. It's minus one. It's a lot of juice. It's a pick of the week for me, though. You want Shalka? Yep, I'm taking yeah, Shalka before uh, before this starts turning around. Uh, I'm going to try to get my knocks in on Shalka this weekend, get some value on them before things turn around because I still expect them to be a fifth or sixth place team. I do too, and I, I kind of I'm kind of pissed that we're not getting plus money on them at this point. But I think this is actually. Probably a wrong line still. Like, I'm being greedy. Make no mistake. <laughs> this should probably be like minus 140 plus 100. Yeah. Based on like what we've seen so far and what was expected preseason. So I shouldn't complain when we're getting minus 120. But I also am surprised that we're getting minus on an 0-4 team. Yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised that the, that they haven't over-adjusted this to give more value. There's still a ton of weight for last year on these, you can tell. Yeah, probably. But... Yeah, I like Shaka. I'm with you. I'm with you there. They're going to yeah, get right go. this week. And I got to say, I don't know if this is just a function of the matchups that we've seen, but the books seem smarter to me on a lot of matchups this year. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've had a much harder time finding like an automatic pick of the week. When we first started doing this show, I load up the lines like, boom, that's pick of the week. That's hugely off. And they're getting less and less obvious to me as time goes on. So I think this year has been weird. And I actually mentioned this in a blog post like last week, but I was talking about how it's really interesting that clearly there's pricing from last year baked into all these still like very heavily, which makes mm-hmm. sense for early in the season. If you want to, you know, it's kind of like the book equivalent of us going off of our preseason read, except they can't read. They have to just take data. Right. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. So there have been a ton of lines where it's like, oh, I, I know that's off, but I also don't trust this t- this underdog to come through with it. Yeah. Like, in this case, it's like, okay, uh, like like SK, right? 
it's I just like the last matchup we were just talking yeah, about. Like yeah, like SK, I I definitely think is probably like the worst team in the league or Vitality. Like they're bottom two, but like I also don't like I, I think I'm not going to be surprised when they lose that match. Mm-hmm. But I just think the price is wrong. But we've seen a lot of teams where it's like clearly is pricing from last year, and it's been like a little bit lucky in a way where like it's actually kind of lined up with what I'd expect the match to be. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. In, in, a, in NA, there's been a ton of that. It seems yeah. hard to explain how that could happen, but you can still tell. I yeah, like it's it's yeah. I, I guess I'm not doing a good job explaining it, but like if you had a preconceived notion of a team, and it you can tell based on like previous matches or preseason odds that the book clearly doesn't think that way, but that matchup still ends up being the odds you thought it was. Is that yeah. just like unlucky for us, or like because I, I actually think it kind of is. Like, yeah, I don't I think, think the books have this right. I think they've gotten lucky a couple times. Like, NA especially, there was there have been a few matchups where it's like, that line for this specific match probably should be that, even though I know that they're not basing it on the same premises that I am. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, but I totally agree. There's been, a, there's been a number of those this season. I think there's a couple of these LCK lines are like that, too. Um, and I know people will say, like, well, how can you tell that? If they price it at minus 260 and you think minus 260 is correct, how do you know they're doing it on the wrong thing? And for me, it's been a lot of, Look at two separate matchup prices. Yeah, exactly. And you can see in one of the matchups that they're clearly priced wrong, and then the other one they're priced right, and you can tell that they're they're priced right only because of the other team is mispriced badly, yeah. or like or like they're mispriced and and we didn't see it because it happens that this team started well or something like that. That was Dignitas yeah. last week, right? Yep. Where it's like, okay, like this is clearly off. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all cashed on that, but yeah. So I, I'm I'm with you on Shalka. I'm good on it. Um, yep. Chris, you on Shalka as well? Oh man, if we want to take Shalka in betting, you better take Shalka in your cash game. They're priced as dogs. Seriously? Yep. They're right under dogs. Misfits. That's good. Right under That's Misfits. Good cash play. I was gonna say like I'm like how the games that they've played there weren't bad. It's just they need to be learn how to close and yeah. top to bottom. I think even Abadag has got to be better than Fabivin at this point. So I just don't think Fabivin's gonna get LeBlanc again. Or Kiana, either way. Yeah, like, I really do think this is that simple. Like, I, I know, like, you can't just ban the two of them blue side right away, but if I'm playing against Misfits right now, tomorrow, I'm giving them a power pick and taking away Kiana and LeBlanc and be like, make somebody else beat me. Yeah. You know, I like, agree. make Dan Dan beat me on Orn or something. Like, maybe <laughs> yeah. he will. Maybe he will because it's Orn. He's busted. But, like, I, I want, if I'm the other coach, I'm saying prove it. This is like the equivalent of like taking away like Tyree Kill against the Chiefs or something. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like taking away a number one receiver and making the secondary guys beat you. Right? It's the same kind of idea. You have to turn them one dimensional, which easily you can do that with misfits. I mean, who else are they going to rely on? Yeah, like there's meta games where you can't because there's just too many things to ban. But like I I think you just take a shot on it. Yeah, I mean it's close, but you you can do it if you want to. Um, is this actually off the board? Because I'm seeing it. This next matchup, uh, I'm seeing, I'm it's, I'm seeing it on the board at a few places. Yeah, I didn't put it there. I, it's on the board as far as I know. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so Fnatic minus four hundred. This is creeping up already. Uh, Excel plus two seventy five. Seriously? Yeah. Look, I I know Fnatic look good, and Fnatic are going to probably be the second best team in Europe. But this is another one where it's like I don't think Excel's that bad. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna take a shot on this. This is gonna be like a half, a half unit wager on Excel. 
Yeah, it's been weird because Fnatic looked terrible in their first game and then have looked great since then. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, to know for sure like how variant they are this season. But I think Excel's a pretty good team that's being underrated at the moment. Yep. And plus 275 seems pretty good. I will be betting Excel. Yeah. Oof. Wow, we are in agreement over here because I think Youngbuck knows his old team better than Mithy knows That's it. Oh, Excel. I didn't even think about that angle. That's a good angle. That's a I've good been on this Excel team because of Youngbuck. I yeah. respect this coach. I know he, he how he the way he puts the team together. I mean, this Excel team has what Hansama. Um, I'm just looking at the other player, Mickey. Is he no, the one? Patrick and Tor. Oh, that's right. That's excellent. I was and... just gushing about Young Buck on Twitter last week, and then immediately as I said something, they like did like a mistake and got picked and lost the game off of it. But <laughs> for the most part, they've been excellent. Like they've been right. pretty good. Like they know what to do. They know how to close a lead. They know how to set up. They know their win. They play to their win conditions pretty well. That was like the only big mistake I've seen. That just happened to be after I started gushing about Young Bug, but you know, of course, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. Um, so if they if they're gonna beat Fnatic, I think it would be the first game of yeah. the season. Yeah, I, I I did not even think about that angle. I'm just like looking at these two teams in isolation, like ignoring that. Now that I got the Young Buck angle, like I'm I'm in on Excel. I might actually bump that up to a unit now because like if if Young Buck's got some intel on his old team, maybe. He knows Bwipo yeah. is going to pick Swain into this matchup. <laughs> just, clo- just close down Bwipo, and you know, self-made is not Broxa. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll I think, are we all on Excel? Is that a universal dog? Yeah, I, I, think, you, I think it's tough not to bet him in this spot. I don't know if that's like pick of the week level, but that's like that's like the value oh. of the week. That's like that's like thrift shopping for the week. <laughs> yeah, 275 is pretty big on a best of one when you have two good teams playing. All right, Vitality plus three fifty, Origin minus six hundred. Not much to be done there. Origin is a team who I really do not think is going to lose to teams that are worse than them. Yeah. Like Origin is a very solid team, and I would expect them to win a huge percentage of the time in these matchups. Yeah, also, but... they're not going to clown around like G two. Yeah, so... and minus six hundred is a little bit too pricey to pay for them. So yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. I don't know what the kill spread is for this. Let me see if they have anything up on anywhere. I'll take a brief look real quick. Uh, LEC. Kill spread on this one is minus eight and a half for Origin. Whew, it's a little rich for me. Especially because they I... tend to play lower kill games too. The th- yeah, the thing is, I actually think that's like a one that I would consider betting, except that they literally could win seven zero. Yeah, they'll be fine. They might win nine to two or something. Where I'd like, if they were a team that got fifteen kills in most of their games, I would definitely bet minus eight. But they're they're just not. 50, uh, fifteen might be their upside. You know, I I was actually <laughs> thinking about this uh, the other day too. Like, at what point? We saw Korea this morning. SKT and Damwon played pretty long games, but like the next series between um, Genji and KT, they were they looked like good teams closing good like closing games against each other in both yeah. those games. Now Genji kind of was a little sloppy closing game three, but we saw like sub thirty minute games, two of them in that series. Three, I think it was, it was definitely two. I forget what the third one was, but um, it's like. At what point do these best of one regions start to loosen up a little bit? 
Like, or is that not going to happen because they're too afraid to, you know, make one mistake and lose a, a series off of it because they're best of ones? I mean, Europe has been a little bit less bloody than it was last season, but they're still, like, I would say if I was guesstimating from looking at my KPW DPL stats, if I'm guesstimating, I'm guessing that, like, 15 or 15 and a half is the average kills for a winner. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still playing kind of loose. I just wonder, like, at what point, I don't know. I just I, I feel like the good teams are going to start to accelerate away from the bad teams, and we talk about this concept a lot too, where over the course of a season, early in the season, there's a lot of prep time for the bad teams going in, or the weaker teams going into the season, Yeah, where they're going to be as prepared for those first like six games as they're going to be for anything else, and then once the thing kicks into gear and they have to adapt to patches, and the other teams are adapting to them, and the other team has a film and all this stuff, that's when the good teams really start to separate themselves. Yeah, don't count out the fact that once the team starts losing, morale is going to go down. Yep. There might be locker room issues, you know, things like that. And so good teams don't always have – sometimes they do, but good teams know how to get their shit together like TSM did. TSM yep. wasn't tilted off of a bad week one. They came back and smashed everybody. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, this is just too much on both sides, right? Yeah, it's not It's not a no bad thing. Do we, do we know if Sagan's playing again? Have they announced anything about that? I have not mm-hmm. seen an official mm-hmm. announcement. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, maybe if uh, what's his name's playing militia, but yeah, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. passing. G two minus five hundred rogue plus three thirty three. Is this a spot where we take a shot on rogue? Is this like yeah. one of the? Is this like one of the needles in the haystack like against G two bets? Yes, I'm gonna bet rogue here. Yeah, I'm gonna Ooh. take. I'm gonna take rogue as well. Yeah, it's just the number. The number is really big, and I think rogue is a very good team. And I also think rogue is a team that can snowball a lead. We saw G2 give up some leads this season, and they were just so much better than their opposition that they could bring it back. Rogue is a team that, that might just be good enough that if if they get a lead on them, they can just finish the game. The lines was up 5-0 and like 2-0 yeah. at like five minutes in that game. So yeah, if, if that was Rogue, I feel like Rogue would be able to finish the job. So I, I'm going to take Rogue at plus 333. Did you – I'm trying to remember where I heard it. Like I was like – I started – I watched the games, and then I was just like listening in the back. I think it was like PGL maybe, the post game. Or maybe it was like an MVP interview or something, but somebody on G two was talking about how like they think Fnatic is the best, how they think Origin is shit, basically, <laughs> and then how like they actually think Rogue is is really good. Like they were sure a little perks. bit. Pretty sure it was Perks. I'm pretty I sure heard it was Perks as well. And you know what I'm talking about, then, right? Where he yeah. like, they they have like at least a modicum of respect for Rogue, right? Wow. Yeah, I think- I think Rogue's a pretty good team, and they play the kind of style that I want against G2, a team yeah. that also has some variance to it. So, yeah, I like Rogue at plus 333. The only thing I'm skeptical about with this is usually when G2 respect another team, they stop them even harder than they stop the bad teams. Like, they bring the try-hard there, mode. I wish there was a, like, G2 loses a game this weekend bet. Because I think if if there was, like, an even money or, like, maybe a little bit plus odds. The field versus G2. Just weekend. this week, yeah, because because Fnatic and Rogue is is a tough two matchups for G two. They're gonna lose one of them. I feel like they're gonna lose one of those two. Or I they're gonna smash both of them. Really, like, oh, I guess they're not gonna lose a game this year. That's, <laughs> yeah, like they'll lose a game in week sixteen when they're playing Teemo top. You know, yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah, like yeah, I like the Rogue bet. Yeah, I I, I like, dude. Am I? There's gotta be something wrong with me if I'm gonna take G two in both these, or I'm gonna fade G two this weekend that seems terrible <laughs> fade g2 in week three i'm not fading them in the other matchup no it's not, you're not getting enough value on fanatic 
I didn't look at it. We'll get to that. Yeah, I'm on Rogue. Give me half a unit on Rogue here. Yeah, three three. This is another like I don't want to call it thrift shopping because it's G two because just win this game forty to two. (laughs) Do Um, not let the results drive your process. Yeah, Um, I know the results can be one sided. I know. I'm just being facetious. (laughs) (laughs) I got to be a little entertaining for the listeners. Um, Shaka. So Saturday, Shaka minus one fifty. SK plus one ten. Give me Shaka. Yep, I'm taking Shalka here as well. I'm probably gonna parlay if I if I if I can find a part like a Shalka parlay somewhere. I want to do that this weekend. Uh, the, the get right, the Shalka get right party. <laughs> um, it's a wake up call. They need it. They have to have it if they want to stay competitive and and this. They have to go two zero. Like if we put this price out before the season started, this would have been like windmill, like Dominique Wilkins windmill slam, right? Like Vince Carter in the Olympics jumping over that guy. Like <laughs> I'm just like I'm just dunking this, like max bet on this, right? Yeah, I like Schalke quite a bit. Yeah. Um, unanimous. Yeah. Right. Exciting. <laughs> uh, Vitality plus one thirty seven, Excel minus one eighty eight. This is egregious. This is, I, I, I like, think this might be the most egregious line on the board this weekend. I like Excel minus 188 quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I want to say something about Vitality. Go for it. So when I saw this lineup, I didn't think Vitality was going to be good this season. Uh, you know, they've got Cabochard. They have kind of like the second tier of rookies that people picked up. But what's really bothering me about Vitality is that they're playing very conservatively. They're like the lowest CKPM team in the league. Mm-hmm. If I have the lineup that this Vitality team has, I want the exact opposite of that. I want I to be playing balls to the wall. I'm playing a bunch of rookies and Cabochard. Like I want I want to play balls to the wall, try to get some people fed in snowball games. It's my biggest worry for them right now is that they're playing super passively and that's giving me like a lot of thought about like them possibly being the worst team in the league if they keep playing like this. I always think it's interesting when you see new teams with new state like new coaching where some there's certain coaches actually I would say probably most coaches want to teach they want to lay a foundation yeah of good fundamentals so that's why you see this kind of thing they're not thinking about like obviously they're trying to win I don't want to say that but they're not thinking we're going to win the championship this season yeah like with a team like this they're not thinking that and if they are then good for them they got good yeah <laughs> But you want to, like some coaches would rather lay a groundwork and be like, I want to teach you guys that you have solid fundamentals, and then we can add on to that, right? The thing is, when you're looking, I mean, you, the thing is, you got to look at this from our perspective, right? If that's the case, and they're intentionally playing suboptimally because they want to do that, they're just auto fade until further notice, right? More or less. Yep, and. Like, it, Maybe once Melissa gets back, like once that happens, it could change up a little bit. But because I don't like Saken wasn't bad when he played last year, but like he's they're clearly just outclassed. Like they're clear, outclassed in every lane right now. Yeah, I mean Cabo's good. Cabo's still even he hasn't fine. been. Yeah, he's been playing fine, but he hasn't been excellent this season. And I really think part of the reason that he hasn't been excellent is because of how conservatively they're playing. Yeah, like the, the, the they, map hasn't been opened up for him. Like yeah, but if they speed things up and open up the map, I think you'll you'll start to see him shine again. Well, he'll be the thing is like when you play conservatively and you have like if the other team doesn't respect you and they respect one player on your team, all they need and and you're not doing anything to try to break the variance otherwise. Yeah. Then it makes it so much easier for the other team to just be like, okay, don't let him beat us, right? Whereas normally with a team that has, like, multiple threats or, like, 
if this team was willing to be like crazy risky in draft or like crazy risky and do, you know, just be more aggressive on stuff, then you could be like, okay, we're going to make sure Cabochard doesn't beat us, but then maybe I'm going to lose to this, you know, we bring back the NFL analogy, right? Yeah. I'm not going to let Tyree Kill beat us, but then Travis Kelsey's going to beat you. Now, I'm not putting yeah. any of the Vitality players on that level, but like, Make them happen. And sometimes they can. But right now, there is no respect being paid to the rest of the map. So the other teams are just being like, okay, we're not going to let Cabochard beat us, and none of you guys are going to. So yep, that's that, right? Like, it's that simple. So I want to see them ramp that up 100%. Play, yeah, play some va- – like, like save some counter picks. Like, play some wonky counter picks. Like, the thing is, I don't think they're going to. No, like, I don't think so. I, I, like, I don't see – and then you, the, other, the other angle is – when Melissa gets back, are they going to do the same thing? Because he hasn't been getting to play on stage and they want to keep laying that foundation for next season? Or are they actually going to start ramping it up? Like, I, th- There's a chance this team just never finds a rhythm at all. Yeah. And they I win think like two games. Reasonable chance that they're going to be the worst team in the league after watching their early. I think I they expect- are the worst team in the league. I mean, at the end of the season, I expected yeah. them to come out and, and come out blasting. And if I saw that, I would say, okay, this team's working on some stuff and they might cook something up. But if they're playing like this, I don't think they they're have anything except for last place potential. Also, Excel looked good. Yeah. Why Excel's is this minus 188? It was last season again. Yeah, Excel looked It feels like good. all these numbers are weighted like 80% last season, 20% what we've seen so far. <laughs> right? It does feel that way. I don't know. And maybe that's the spread. I don't know. I don't know. But... Yeah, I don't know. Give, give me, give me Excel. This feels egregious to me. I know it's best of one, but geez. Any love for Vitality, Chris? No. The guys hit everything that I've had concerns about. This is not a team that just looks like they're trying to. If you know that you're not going to get too far, because you know it's going to be already hard to get after OG G two Fnatic, try something. But they're not. That might not be their philosophy. And you know what? That could end up paying dividends further down the line, which is probably like what – I don't want to judge it entirely based on what we've seen so far, but like that's kind of what it looks like to me. It's like this is like a long-term investment. Like they're long-term investing here where it's like we're not going to play – and this – I mean you want to give some credit to it, but this is the plus side to non-relegations anymore. Like this is the plus side to franchising is that a team can have this approach, right? Yeah, it's not like the process. It's not like the 76ers, but a team can have. We're gonna have a bunch of young players. We're gonna have an experienced, good veteran. Show them the ropes, right? And they're gonna start at that ground level and everything. So if that's their their thing, that's fine, and that could end up paying dividends for them. And maybe they're a better team for it in the summer, right? Yeah. The problem is they're gonna be bad until then because they're not doing anything to break parity like they're not doing anything to break serve in their favor they're just being like okay like you got a better serve than me oh, okay you got it you can return this better than me like <laughs> yeah like they're just okay it, it looks like they're okay with it which is maybe good for the long term for them but it's going to make their games really unfun to watch and they're just auto fade for me until further notice as long as the odds are usable uh we talked a lot about that but i, I think it's really important to, to mention that because like that's something that i've identified already and it looks like you yeah. guys have too so um may have over under excel wins for the season um i'll, I'll say three and a half excel or vitality or vitality, sorry, vitality. Sorry, vitality. <laughs> i was like wow vitality wins for the for the year or not for the year for the, for the spring split games. for the spring split i'm gonna set the number at th- 
I think yeah. if I was a book, I'd set it at three and a half. I'm going to go up one. I'm going to go four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. Okay, so there you go. We'll say four games then. They're going to win four games. Four is doable. How about a flat four? <laughs> See, that's why, that's why I'm not doing it. They'll win three and a half games. <laughs> They're going to play SK and Misfits, and they're going to they'll, they'll steal some games here and there. I think yeah, about three or four games seems about right. So, but I could honestly see this team being like zero and twelve, and then like winning four of their last six or something like that, depending on yeah. the schedule. I haven't looked at their schedule. I don't know, but all right, uh, Mad Lions plus one hundred against Rogue minus one thirty eight. This is another egregious line to me. Yeah, I think it's really egregious. Uh, I think this one's worse than the last one. Yeah, Rogue Rogue at minus one thirty eight is a this slam. Should be, this should be two hundred, right? Yeah, this is a slam. Dunk. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in. You know, that's pick of the week for me. <laughs> I was gonna put it down now. Minus? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, I, I really... yeah, this might be like one of the first weeks that we have two minus pick of the weeks because mine's a minus odds pick of the week. This the week thing as well. is, like, so we have we have a soft rule for those that don't know. We have like we we follow like the um, anybody that's been on our slash uh, uh, sports book Reddit. They have a thread on there every day called the pick of the day, right? And the rule is it has to be – it can be from anything, but it has to be minus 200 or better. So that's and the soft rule we have. But generally, we're – we generally are plus money or, like, around 100. So every once in a while, yeah. we'll float one of these out there. But if, like, we're really confident in it, it's just, just a slam dunk. This should be minus 200 or worse. Yeah, I think so. For like, sure. no, no, it's no question to me. I don't know. Yeah, yep. that's pickling for me. Rogue. <laughs> Easy, uh, Rogue. So Rogue – Who's that? This mid lines. Uh, next up, we have Misfits plus two fifty, Origin minus three fifty. I, I think we rehashed the same conversation where we think Misfits are a little bit fraudulent. I think they're benefiting from Fabevin getting LeBlanc, and he's really good at that champion. And the champions are really good. And Origin, Origin don't lose yeah. to bad teams. Yeah. So we have the double whammy going in their favor here. So yeah, no bet there. That's a pass. Origin three fifty is close enough that you could include it in parlays if you wanted to do that, though. Like he's not going to throw that. Like I actually like like an Excel Rogue Origin parlay. Yeah, Excel Rogue Origin makes a lot of sense. That's not a bad. That's not a bad spot. Uh, and then last game of the weekend, uh, match of the week should be a really good one. G two minus two fifty, Fnatic plus one seventy five. We talked briefly about this earlier, but uh, is this not enough value on Fnatic? I'm gonna. Yeah, it's not enough for me. I'm not gonna bet this. Yeah, game. I'm passing this. I'm just gonna watch it. I think, Chris, yeah, you have any thoughts on this? Like, is this is this fairly priced? Yeah, it sounds like it's just about right where you're not really gaining much. G2 losing to Rogue and then coming back and stomping Fnatic is the storyline that I think is going to happen this weekend. <laughs> I For me, it's it. just they're going to sweep the both games and not. That's Fnatic is possible. Yeah, just Fnatic is. I just don't think see Fnatic as being as strong as they were last year. Yeah, I mean Fnatic did okay against G2. Last year, especially like in like they did our right like they did amazing. I mean, games. they had a really slugged out fest that. But like, I agree with you. I don't them. think they're as good as they were last year. I don't think they have the same coaching staff. I think Young Buck is brilliant. I think Broxo's better than Self Made. Not that Self Made's bad, but uh, it's just not enough. I'm just this is gonna be a popcorn game. Don't don't have any stake in this game. Just watch it and enjoy it. Have some fun. It'll be a fun game for it sure. Should, it should be good, and because G two when they when they when they even when G two stomps, they're fun stomps. Like it's not just like oh, it's eleven to two. Like, I mean, it, it'll be eleven to two, but they'll do it with like Timo mid. <laughs> I haven't even necessarily figured out why this is, 
But there's something that happens in China that doesn't happen in Korea, really, and it doesn't happen in NA, really. And G2 does it, but they're like the only team in Europe where they can dominate a game where you never once think that they're going to lose the game and they still get 23 kills. Yeah. Like in, in NA, if the team is going to like dominate you, they're going to get like a, 10 kills because they're just going to 15 to four or something like that. It, oh, yeah, it'll be like 10 to two or something like that. And they'll, and they'll 10 to one. G2 and the Chinese teams do this too. Is some, For some reason, it's like they have a very... I think it's a good strategy. Is I think what they do is they go, what's the only way we can lose this game? We're, we're up by 10,000 gold. We just aced the enemy team. One of the only ways we could maybe lose is if we go for the Nexus right now and it's a little bit too early and they come back and manage to win a fight right here. Let's just play it safe. We'll take Baron. We'll take Dragon. We'll go back and we'll re-get onto the map with Baron and the Dragon at a 10,000 gold lead and then we're never going to lose. Whereas NA teams... I think are more like we got this ace, like we should just try to win the game right now. Like I think it's just like a different mentality because I noticed that it just never really happens in North America and Korea, and it happens a lot in China and with G two specifically, where they can just crush a team and get twenty three kills. I kind of think it's like not necessarily that. I think it's more that they. This is gonna sound bad, but I honestly just think they just like farm kills. Like like a, a lot I of times games, I definitely see them get aces where I go like, oh, this is game. And then they all just like back off and take Baron and recall. Yeah, where, like, where I'm very confident they could have finished, and they just do that anyway. I think it's a, a safety mentality almost. It's kind of weird too, because I, I don't think that way for some of the Chinese teams, because we've seen some of the Chinese teams get punished trying to end early. Like Invict, that was like an Invictus classic, right? They're like, oh yeah, we got the ace, like took an inhibitor. You know, what? let's try to take a text. Uh, let's try to take a Nexus tower. Oh, you know, what? I think we can get the second one. Other oh, up, no, try, try to get the Nexus, and then. We'll- <laughs> Yeah, it's like the solo queue mentality. It's like okay, like I actually like this. This is maybe controversial. I don't know. Considering like I'm you know Mr. Korea or whatever, but like I actually like when teams put the foot on the you know, like put the foot on the throat and end the game because mm. I think there's certain spots where it's riskier, but I actually think a lot of the times it's more riskier than people realize to not just close the game out. Well, that's what my question is, yeah. kind of, because I actually think going for the win right away is less risky. Because even it's, if, a, if it's you optimal, go for I think Nexus, it's more optimal. Like if you go for the Nexus and they manage to come back and pull off a perfect fight, they still have like an inhibitor two down, and they're on their side of the map. It's not like they're going to be able to charge your side of the map and finish, most likely. So it seems safer to just go for the Nexus. And if they happen to beat you, you're still going to be up seven k gold, and you're going to respawn, and they have inhibs down. Yeah. Like there's so certain I'm not sure spots. Why teams do the other thing that G two and the Chinese teams have done a lot? There's certain spots where, if you get aced, trying to take the Nexus, and then they can flip into a Baron or an Elder Drake. Yeah. Then it makes sense to not do that. But like a lot of times, I think people are actually too conservative. Like. I kind of think League of Legends, you could equate this to, like, going forward on fourth down in the NFL. I know I keep bringing up the NFL examples or whatever. Or, like, shooting threes in the NBA. Like, you need to be efficient at all times. Like, when everyone, when the whole level gets elevated, it's all about efficiency and optimization, right? So, like, that's why you started seeing in the NFL over the last couple years teams going forward on fourth and two. Like, if you're playing four down football, that's a different game than three down football where you, it's, all right, it's third and six. I can only do one. I can only do a pass here. It's a lot yeah. easier to defend it when you know that. Whereas if you're playing four downs and you're able to run on third and six and then able to run or pass on fourth and two, that's way harder to defend because you have to, that's, that opens up the whole playbook, right? And to me, like, that's the equivalent of, it's kind of like the League of Legends equivalent of it, where if you, like, you can score way more often and finish a game way more often just closing it out. And, like, yeah, yeah every so often 
you're gonna you're gonna not convert on fourth down, and all the all the idiots are gonna be like, oh man, see, why didn't you just punt it? Why didn't you kick the field goal? Uh, it's the League of Legends equivalent of that. Well, every so often, yeah, you're gonna get punished for it, but if you look long term, it's way more beneficial to just close the game. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, that should be a good game. I'm looking forward to that. Na, let's do Na real quick. Let's fire through Na. Uh, Evil Genius is minus one sixty three. CLG plus one twenty. Dude, CLG look terrible. I'm just gonna say it. Man, they're bad. They're bad. They are a bad team. And it, like, I know we don't want them to be, but like, you look at them, they just don't look like they're on the same page. And I don't understand. What bothers me with CLG is that I thought they were gonna suck terribly last season, and they pulled it together, and then they got <laughs> your way Gen better. G, dude. Yeah, and then they got more talented players, and now they suck. It's just like I, I don't. This is a weird matchup, EG versus CLG. Because I think both of these teams are kind of mispriced from their, like, the quality of talent they have on there. Mm-hmm. I still think from the matches we've seen that EG is, like, a top three or four team in the league. I do, too. And I thought CLG was going to be, like, a top five, six team in the league. But Smoothie has looked egregiously bad. Like, he's he's looked like the worst player in the entire league. That's the name of the me. cast, by the way, the egregious cast. <laughs> yeah. Smoothie has looked to me, like the worst player in the league, Crown has not been popping off. I mean, he hasn't looked awful, but he hasn't looked. He has not done well. Uh, I, Sticks A seems to have finally fallen off after me predicting him to have fallen off for the last I don't know twenty years. The, finally, he finally did it. The thing is, like, I don't, I don't know how much of this is a symptom of the individual players versus like the team dynamic. Like, I'll be honest with you, like when I watch CLG play. I, we were kind of watching this on Monday, when we recorded Monday night and we had the games on in the background. And afterwards, we were, like, watching the games together while I was, like, you know, rendering and everything. And mm. we were watching the, the CLG match, and I was just like, dude, it looks like they're just playing. Like, it, if you watch their, like, comms, no one's talking besides Wiggly. Yeah, and, yeah, like, like I no said, one's talking. was supposed to be the, like, vocal voice of the team or whatever, but he's been so bad. I don't see how you could have him be the... Yeah. I don't know if it's like if it's just that they're tilted or what, but man, oh man, they look—they just look like they're not—they they look like they're playing solo queue, and that's bad. Yeah, like not in a good way. That's bad. So, I don't know. Chris, what do you think on EG CLG? Oh my gosh, my hope is quickly fading after watching that draft on Monday. Oh my gosh, I'm like, what is this team doing? And I'm—I have to agree. I think you all um, touched on it. Smoothie is likely the of all of this he has not and i think this is like my i don't i'm think i'm repeating this he has not looked good ever since he's got yeah. like, traded from c9 and it's just it doesn't seem to fit there and they needed that biofrost was a great um support for them last year i think uh, they played well through him power of evil and there was stabilities this clg is just Back to 20, was it 2018, 2017, where they just decide to lose against well, teams that they should the be. The thing is, like, back then they were, like, a not-so-talented team that, like, had good fundamentals. So, like, they did certain things right. Like, they knew what to do. They just sometimes didn't execute because they weren't that good, right? This team is way more talented, and they're just, like, checked out. Like, it literally looks like this team is just checked out. They're like, ah, oh, whatever. Is this Is this a coaching issue? I think it is. And it's weird to say because I was not a huge fan of of Zix, I think was their previous coach. I was not a huge fan of him, but, dude, I I think it is. I think it's a coaching issue. Or maybe, like, a legendary coach, too. I mean, it's weird, man. There is something weird going on with this this team right now, and I don't want anything to do with it. Give me EG. 
Yeah, I'm the only reason I think I'm not going to bet this match, and the only reason I'm not going to bet it is that I think at some point CLG is going to get right better. Spot. Yeah, and they're when they're O four, it feels kind of like betting against Schalke right now, where it's yeah. like they're not really an O four team, and so if the odds are viewing them that way, I have a hard time figuring out if I think that the fact that EG is one and three is also influencing the odds enough to make me want to bet them. But I think I'm going to end up passing. But I also just think EG like. If you blend everything we've seen from both these, I think this price is like actually pretty good. Like I and I actually think it probably should be higher for EG, even though mm. they had the record they do. I, I think I think EG are doing a lot of th- they're again like Schalke, where I think EG is more like Schalke than CLG is. Mm. Whereas EG is doing a lot of the things right, just like Schalke is, and it's just like one thing or like you know they just get outplayed by a good team, right? CLG just look terrible. Yeah, they do look really. They really look bad. awful. I don't know. Uh, give me, give me EG here. I'll lay the money with it. I'm about it. I'm all right with that. Uh, Hundred Thieves plus one seventy five. Liquid minus two fifty. I'm not going to touch that one. Nah, it's too much. Uh, uh, it's just a too far. Also, like, yep. there's too many question marks with Liquid right now. Like, yeah. I kind of thought that they'd be fine. They are fine. Like, I don't, I don't want to like create panic mode with Liquid. Like, they're fine. They're going to win most of their games still, even with all this stuff going on. But like, I'm not laying two fifty without the full lineup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they really only have one loss that's that's weird. Yeah, they, they lost to Dignitas, yeah. which was weird. Other they're than that, they good. lost Cloud Nine, who's looked very, very good this season, and then they won their other games. Oh, I, I'm probably passing this. Yeah, and tomorrow is probably when we should hear some updates on Brox's status. I think they're reviewing his visa status tomorrow. Oh, that's we'll, good. We'll get oh, if, he, if he's in, then well, he probably won't play the first week. He won't play the first week, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. That's a pass all around, I think. Uh, TSM minus 150, Dignitas plus 110. All over TSM. Give me TSM. Yeah, all the money on TSM. The Dignitas dream is over. I'm sorry to everybody. I know people want it. Like, we finally got – there was the the last game that they just lost was the first game where Froggen hasn't been stupidly fed, and that is just not going to keep happening all season. You're not going to see Froggen 4-0-3 every game for the whole season, and that's, like, literally – as far as I can – from my watching, it felt like the only reason they were winning any of these other games yep. was Froggen was absurdly fed well, they, all the time. They, they did everything they were supposed to do with the lead, so I'll give them credit with that. But they yeah, weren't. I don't think they're terrible. No. But I think the They're better than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. They're, they're better than. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. They're better than I thought they were going to be, but I still think they're a bottom three team, and I'm ready to start betting against I them. Mean, I dude, did. This I team just got shit stomped by FlyQuest. Like, absolutely yeah. destroyed by FlyQuest. And I had all, all the money on FlyQuest. Yeah, like, and FlyQuest is good. They're not great. Like, they're a tier, tier and a half down from TSM. Maybe two yeah. tiers. Like, I'll talk about FlyQuest in a minute, but... Yeah. yeah. Give me TSM. I'm, this line's mispriced. This should be 200 or high. This, this should be the last line. This should be minus 250. Yeah, I think minus 250 would be yeah. fair. Um... Cloud9 minus 275, FlyQuest plus 200. Oh, yeah. man, that's tempting. <laughs> I can't bet this one, but I do want to say something about FlyQuest. I posted it on Twitter as well, but I am so happy with this FlyQuest team. Yeah. And not because I think they're like a championship contender or anything, but I really love this team. The teamwork has been awesome. The drafts have been good for the most part. And the team, I, I love the personalities on this team. This is like clutch gaming last season for me where they were just a team I loved watching and the personalities seemed good. And even if they were out-talented, their team, they would team work well together. I'm at, Given that I'm a FlyQuest fan and have this is a great team to watch. 
thank you, FlyQuest, for fielding this squad. And also, and they've do- got maybe the most entertaining player to watch in the whole league in Viper. Yes. So I'm glad we've been touting him for a while now. Yeah, getting paid off there. Uh, that said, dude, I kind of want to take a taste of this. Cloud9 are going to lose one eventually, but like, there's not enough of a reason for me to. There's not enough of a reason to take FlyQuest here. And that yeah. sounds whacked at plus 200, but Cloud9 look really sharp. Cloud9 look like they've been playing for six months already. Yeah. So. They've definitely been the best team in the league. So By the way, something else that we were all over in the offseason. I didn't have them ranked, like, one, like they look like right now. But one of the things we said about Cloud9, one of the main points we made, was that, like, the bot lane was a huge, huge liability last year, and this one's, like, worlds better. Yeah. And that's been the case. I did say uh, Sven was a problem for me, and I think, honestly, there's so much hype around him right now. I still think Sven's going to be a problem later this season. Did you see, but... uh, you see uh, Peter Dunn was saying Peter Dunn was saying he thinks Sven's probably like top three's eye on the planet, like any region. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought that was no. a little, uh, little hasty. No. Uh, any love for FlyQuest? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we showed some love for FlyQuest. Are we putting our money where our mouth is here? I'm not betting. I'm going to pass, I think. Pass. Um. Uh, you know what though? The kill spread on this is like eight and a half. That oh, might be. That might that. be interesting. You can um, take that. Yeah. yeah. So Just Sunday. 90. Sunday. Immortals plus one thirty seven hundred thieves minus one eighty eight. Uh, dude. Uh, I kind of don't like either of these teams. I kind of just want to do Immortals just for the value. I actually, I actually kind of like Immortals here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Oh man, how, how do we f- keep falling on the same side of this? <laughs> you like Someone, someone's got to run the revert, the inverse confidence model for the cast. Everything that we've been in line with, like do yeah. the fade, the fade, the fade the gold card model. There I'll, do all a favor. I'll do you all a favor. Like it's because the more I think about this, it's like hundred thieves. These are the types of games that hundred thieves lose, but they will lose. And this, this is good value. I'm gonna stick with a, a like not bet, but I'm gonna stick with hundred thieves winning. So I'll give this is an auto win for you guys. Yeah, I, I kind of just think like this is just a pricing thing. Like I, I'm just yeah. gonna take. I think the value is just in immortals here. Like this should be closer to even money. At even money, I would bet hundred thieves. Yeah, but even, yeah, with, exactly. With immortals getting plus one thirty seven, I think I'm gonna bet immortals here. I think. Yeah, especially in best of one feels good. Uh, Golden Guardians plus two seventy five, TSM minus four hundred. No bets here for yeah, me. Yes, Pasadena. Mount Dignitas plus one fifty, Cloud Nine minus two hundred. This uh, I don't usually go very far below minus two hundred, yeah, but I like either. Cloud Nine at minus two hundred there yeah. for sure. This is a bad stylistic matchup for Dignitas too. I think. Yeah, I also kind of think that. I don't know. I'm going to have to kind of figure out my exposure on this one because this might be a situation where I just play it through parlays instead of laying it, but I might just lay the 200. This seems like a borderline lock. Yeah. Um, and then last game of the week? Uh, before Monday. We still got the Monday oh, game. Yeah, I forgot. Jeez. <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. Uh, anything on Cloud9 Dignitas, Chris? Are you on the same side? Oh, it's Cloud9. Yeah. Uh, FlyQuest minus 125. So they're giving, so this is like extra juice. So FlyQuest minus 125, EG minus 110. So slight edge to FlyQuest. I actually think this price is like exactly what I would, I would price this at maybe. Now I would probably maybe lean G2 or Evil Geniuses on the other side of this. I think I would switch the two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a little interested in what happens in EG CLG. 
I want to I want to see that EG can pick it up a little bit, but uh, I think I'm actually just going to end up not betting this game. Yeah, there's too much juice. If we were getting yeah, plus odds on one or the other, I would probably take the plus. But mm-hmm. it's a pass. That's exactly how I feel. Um, Monday night league, still loving it. By the way, loving we it. Record, yeah. We even recorded. I kind of like had it on like in the corner down here. Like I was watching in like teeny tiny mode while we were recording. Um. Fan of Monday Night League. I'm a huge fan, man. Um, Liquid minus 500, Golden Guardians plus 333. Some unfortunately non-thrilling matchups this week. Yeah, I can't really bet that one, I don't think. This feels like the ESPN uh, Monday Night Football with Booger broadcast. Although <laughs> right? broadcast is doing a good job with Monday Night, so. Yeah, it's a pass. Nothing. Yeah, I don't think you can do anything there. Golden, uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm good. CLG minus 150, Immortals plus 110. If you... Th- is this like see how CLG look against EG, and if they look like they've gotten at least any of their shit together at all, then I kind of like CLG here. But like, dude, even if they look okay against EG, I'm I'm not laying a buck fifty with this team. It's really crazy to me that I don't think I can bet this game. I don't yeah, think I'm. Yeah, I, mean, I feel the same way. If you told me before the season that it was going to be CLG minus one fifty, yeah, this is like max it road. out. Yeah, I would have maxed out. CLG. Call your cousin. Like that's what. Yeah. Like. That's what, like but, Sign your wife up for draft. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I don't know. Oh, yeah, we could go into that. That's the, <laughs> oh, oh John no, there. that's the new. That's the new meme, man. That's oh. <laughs> meme du jour. Wow. But yeah, uh, I don't think I can bet it. I. There's just too many question marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if Immortals look good, maybe I, maybe I start looking at Immortals a little bit. Taste of Immortals there. We'll see. I'm too many question marks. So unfortunately, Monday night's going to be a kind of blah. This, I mean, this is going to be where the rubber meets the road for CLG. Probably, like if they yeah, if they lose to EG and then they have to win this game, they don't win this game. It's just like I'm done with this team. <laughs> they start 06. What universe is that? Uh, is this Hundred Thieves Spring last year? Pretty you remember much. That? Yeah. Pretty much. It's wild. I can't believe it's going this way. And honestly, that hundred thief things was the, was the worst I've ever seen. As far as like a team that just had to be really good and were they awful. Couldn't. Yeah. It was... <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm going to make what that is the... my pick of the week. I'll just go. I was say, guys, you're going to more. Yes, you pick. We'll just jump to pick of the week. I was going to ask you guys about um, like how are the pricings on DK for the NALCS slate because it seems like they'd be all over the place. Have they released yeah. anything yet? the first plate no. last time I looked. It's not they don't even have the pricing out, it's just a reserve your spot. Oh, it's a big okay. it's a big contest. Twelve dollar yeah. multi entry, huge, I think two thousand top uh, number first place. Yeah. Dang. I was gonna say like if because if they don't if I could see the prices being way, way against whatever the odds are on this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, like no, or I could also honestly see a lot of these things just being like split down the middle. Like there's just a ton of people right. in the middle. And those are like the best slates. Like, I remember those are, like, the best slates to play, like, GPPs and stuff because, like, there's so much lineup differentiation. Oh, yeah. That, like, if you've got the right read on something, you're just going to get paid off, like, way more than you normally would. But, yeah, so if the prices aren't out yet, I don't know. Like, I can kind of see... I can kind of see, like, CLG probably being underpriced because of the results so far. Mm-hmm. If it's close, it's gonna drive me nuts because I'm always like, I need to spend all the way down to, yeah. zero. Close to zero, but you don't have to. That's the thing. With I LCS. did that this morning. I did that this morning. I had T. I had uh, I had T one and KT. I had a T one KT lineup. Somehow, and, oh, it was I, looking really good. It was looking really, really good. Somehow, my damn one T one. Wait, was it damn one T one? Yeah, my Game no, stack. my damn one 
Gen G lineup beat out some of the T1 lineups. Wow. So weird. I don't know how that happened. All right, uh, pick of the week. Um, so Chris, you want to go first? You were opening. Yeah, um, I'm picking Immortals. This is an angry bet. I'm so pissed at CLG right now. <laughs> Shout uh, out. Boy. Pour one out for the homies, for our friend, our good friend, Wooby Cakes, who mm-hmm. went all in on CLG in the season long and now has a roster stack full of CLG. <laughs> I was actually pretty impressed with his lineup going into the beginning of the season, and now he's just trashed because all of his Dude, players. Dude, Wooby going to leave just the shittiest review. It's going to be like a one-star <laughs> review on iTunes. being like, these guys don't know anything. Like, <laughs> By the way, we'll read those too. <laughs> yeah, start sending start sending the reviews people I'll, i'm gonna read i'm gonna read every single review we get on air regardless <laughs> of what it says if it gets through the itunes if it gets through the itunes things i will read it i'll even put music to it it'll be fun we'll make a whole <laughs> we'll make a whole uh we'll make a whole um segment out of it right yeah. send them reviews in um so chris pick of the week sorry i didn't mean to like interrupt you no you got it uh, mortals plus 100 against uh, clg on monday night okay want some monday night action uh, John, uh, I went with Schalke minus one ten against Misfits. Yeah. Uh, I think Schalke should handle the Misfits. So I, I like that cool. one a lot too. Um, I'm on Rogue minus one thirty eight against Mad Lions. D- dude, there's Cal- a there's a lot of stuff on this slate that I like. Um, I kind of like Afrika against Hamwa Life minus one point five plus one twenty five again. But uh, speaking of that. Calvin dropped pick of the week, even though he wasn't able to make it this week, and that is Calvin's pick of the week. So Afrika minus one point five at plus one one twenty five against Hanwa Life. <laughs> he added the note: Mystic greater than any other carrier in the LCK. Keen is the LCK the shy. <laughs> <laughs> like classic Calvin. Classic Calvin. I mean, it's hard hard to argue. Uh, no, I'll, I'll argue the Mystic point, dude. Deft is still in this league. You got to check yourself before you write, dude. Deft. Deft is still unreal, but we have, dude, Deft and Teddy are in this league. Stop it. Behave yourself, Calvin. We'll have to we'll have to break his balls about that next week. But I do like the selection quite a bit. Um sign offs. I was really hoping we had Calvin speaking because I had this idea I had this idea for one, right? I'm gonna pitch this to you. Maybe we can just all like piggyback onto this one. I wanna do snack food power rankings. Okay. What is your top we'll just do three, just for the sake of brevity here. Top three snack foods can be fruits, vegetables, potato chips, candy. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you some time to think about it. Yes, I've got. Yeah, I've got my my top tier. Tier one, popcorn. My number one popcorn. It's the best. A week. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> popcorn is S tier. Popcorn is S tier. You can pop your own. You can season it however you want. Popcorn out of the bag isn't bad. You can take it with you. It's great. Popcorn's the best. And it's locale, as long as you don't put too much garbage on it. <laughs> so I've got I've got popcorn. Then second for me, I'm a huge sucker for like kettle cooked potato chips. They're so mm. bad for you. But I'm a huge fan of just like extra crispy potato chips. Doesn't matter what kind of flavor. I I even like just like a classic traditional potato chip. Huge fan. Huge fan. And then number three, pineapple. Wow. I have a very eclectic, strange list. Pineapple's right? an interesting take. Pineapple, dude, pineapple is the hotness because you can't have too much of it, so it makes a great snack. Right? Because it bothers your stomach sometimes, right. but it's also super good for you, and it's super tasty. Do you cut your own? Do you get I do. Pineapple? I do both. I, I'll, I'll buy it, but I so I work uh, at my job. I can get pineapple, so I cut my own all the time. It's great. So, yeah. 
yeah, those are my, those are my top three. We'll have to do like maybe maybe on Twitter I'll extend I'll, I'll do an extended uh, extended uh, tier list, but or maybe we'll have to revisit this another time. But I like this though. Here we I go. Like so this. tier, uh, you could, if you want to do count backwards because I like starting at one because I mm-hmm. forget otherwise. You can start backwards. So what's your what's your number what's your number three, John? Yeah, mine are kind of sad because they're really like the like like nothing interesting. It's just like all the crappies. Dude, I just said popcorn and potato chips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think zebra cakes are going to be somewhere <laughs> in my top three. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a zebra cakes fan. They're made by Little Debbie. All right, so zebra cakes, top tier, or all three of these top tier? Yeah, I'm just going to make three like roughly even top tier ones. Uh, I do like spicy Doritos. Mm. Oh, good choice. But you know what one of my favorite things to eat is that just like abhors my wife. Like she just <laughs> hates it. I like homemade quesadillas. Literally just taking oh. a tortilla and just taking shredded cheese and put it on the tortilla and fold it up and put it in the microwave. Dude, that's been my that's, jam I for like it. the last couple months. I love it. I'm all I literally like I got that at the store today. Like yeah, I just... my, my wife can't handle it. She she hates that I'm all right. You gotta have that. some. She's like, oh, you gotta have some chicken. You gotta have like something or beans or or, or whatever, like something else on there besides the cheese. How can you do her, just cheese? Honestly, her biggest thing is she would want me to eat it. Uh, she would want me to toast the tortilla. She would not be all right. Are you just microwave that, microwave that shit? Oh yeah, microwave. Oh, oh man, what? no. One minute. I right, look. I'll yeah, say this. Toasted. I'll say this. The quesadilla, the microwave quesadilla, is not as good as the toasted quesadilla. Obviously. The microwave quesadilla is the fastest, like, like food that you can just go on the run with. It's, like, the best. Like, outside of, like, prepackaged stuff, it's the absolute best for that. Just some cheese, tortilla, microwave it for 50 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever, and you're done. Yep. That's it. Boom. It takes, like, less than two minutes to do the whole thing. Cheap and easy. That's, and it's cheap. Added Gosh. bonus. All crazy. right, Chris. Top five, top five snacks. Right. Top three snack right. foods. Top three snacks foods. I'm Honorable mentions are allowed to. Bottom. Uh, I'm going to turn off all our female fans. I don't like chocolate. I hate chocolate. To be fair, nothing chocolate. But I don't like milk chocolate, so I don't think that's too crazy. I like dark chocolate. Reese's peanut butter is my number three. Uh, that is the only one that I cannot stop once I start. It's <laughs> bad for you, but. I'll get the little tiny ones, and I keep popping them, and I don't know when to stop. <laughs> you get like, the whole bag. Next thing you know, you're like, "Yes, oh it's, god, it's gone." Uh, uh, so that's my number three. Number two is uh, banana chips. I don't know if you had those. Banana before. chips are really good, or like fried plantains. Same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like the plantain chips. Oh my gosh, they're salty. They're terrible for my like, high blood pressure. <laughs> all that, but again, something that once I start, I can't stop. It's a close second to Pringle, actually. Pringle is that is that, is that your number one? No, my number one is actually spicy Cheetos. Ooh, I if you give me spiciness, I don't know if I if I'm eating or if I'm not eating. It's just it keeps going, and the whole bag is gone <laughs> in one sitting. I'm not sure if there's any difference at all in the ingredients, but for some reason, I like spicy Doritos and don't like spicy Cheetos. <laughs> it's different. It's probably, like it's almost different. no difference in, in the what's used. This is probably just like corn-based starch something. <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah. it's just like it's the same thing. It's just... <laughs> but it's different. I'm not a fan of Doritos. Corn chips just not my thing. But Cheetos. Fair enough. 
All right, their cool. Own. So there's there's our, our our top three. Maybe we'll have to extend this. We'll have Love to do it. like our worst. We'll have to do like our worst Love snack it. foods next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you guys have anything else? I thought that'd be kind of a fun one. I should have pitched that, that to you so we had some more time was, to think about it. That was a perfect ending. We'll have uh, I'll, I'll have to come up with another one that we can plan ahead so we can like really break this down like analysts, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, I think uh, M and M's are like tier one. It's a perfect blend of sweet and crust. <laughs> yeah, I have ideas. We go with. I think they've got a good, well-rounded game plan. <laughs> Cereal, we'll do like oh. you know soda, and oh, I don't even know. If I like this. I want to get Calvin in on this because Calvin's obviously going to have the hot takes because that's his oh, thing. So. <laughs> got some hot takes. Spicy Asian over there. Yeah. All right, I think that's it for us this week. Um, enjoy the, the first full weekend slate. I mean, at least until the LPL starts back up. I hope everyone. Um, if we have any overseas listeners, I hope everyone and family. Over, if anybody has family over there, that everyone's safe and sound and. Uh, we saw a lot of the precautions being taken on the broadcast, um, the LCK. I hope everyone's safe. Um, enjoy the weekend slate, man. It's good. We're starting to get into into a rhythm here. We've done all our pregame shows. So we can concentrate just on the slates. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm glad the LCK started up, obviously, my favorite. But uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we're going to read a, we're gonna read ratings. Or we're going to read reviews that are left. I will read every single review. I'm gonna. I'm signing myself up for a disaster here. I know it. I will read every single review that is left on this podcast. Yes, please do. So review it on iTunes. Uh, make up a throwaway account. Re-review it on iTunes. Dude, <laughs> yeah, we're just encouraging boosting here. That's all. This <laughs> is enabling here. So uh, everybody enjoy uh, the weekend. If you guys don't have anything else, we'll get on out of here. Everybody enjoy, right? Yep. yep. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. See you guys later. Later. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.